I'm LaCritia Free, and welcome to A Neighborly Place. This is a podcast where we will celebrate the power of the indomitable human spirit and share stories about individuals who live in neighborhoods all throughout Southern Arizona. Some of the names you may recognize, others perhaps not so much, but we'll be talking about inspiration and motivation, health and wellness, struggle and overcoming. We are recording A Neighborly Place in A Neighborly Place, Viva Coffee House, right here in Rita Ranch in front of the Safeway on Nexus Road. Special thanks to owners Kelly and Andrea Walker for allowing us access to their shop after hours, and thanks to his helpful staff who makes us feel right at home. Also want to thank Robert Nimitz. I call him our podcast master. He's volunteering his time today, even though he has a full life filled with work and family and other obligations. Robert, I am truly grateful. Let's get started today. We're going to meet Dr. Syed Azam, Vale Medical Center and Weight Loss, and his CEO, Samreen Khan. Their practice is right here in Vale, Arizona. Uh, on Colossal Cave Road. Thank you both so much for joining us in a neighborly place. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We're going to be talking today about weight loss and healthy weight loss. And one of the things that we all experience at this time of year, or many of us experience this time of year, is we're going to make a commitment to do things differently. And weight loss is often one of those things that people are committed to doing differently. And unfortunately, many times doing it differently involves doing it in an unhealthy way. So can you talk to us a little bit about what your approach is uh, regarding weight loss and how you treat it in your practice? And by the way, we are a neighborly place. We're going to be informal here. So we're going to call each other by our first names. Sure. And uh, so we'll go forward with that. So go ahead, Syed. Absolutely. So this time of the year, you know, Historically, a lot of studies um, and research has said that average American gains 5 to 10 pounds over the holidays. Interesting. (laughs) Wow. That is just a fact. Yeah. And that comes from the food we eat during the holidays, highly dense in calorie and uh, processed and sometimes restaurant food, a lot of carb and a lot of uh, unhealthy fat part of that food. And we are happy with family, having great time. If you also yep. call it as social eating or hedonic eating, everybody else is doing it, so I am going to do as well. And we'll handle it later. So as a result, what happens in our practice, really, we get more patients, a big surge of patients during the first part of the in January, you know. Well, the holidays are no time to start trying to, to abs- eat healthily anyway. It's too much are, temptation, right? <laughs> you are absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. So when patient comes to us now, of course, we are um, different in a way that our approach is uh, through not any kind of uh, cookbook or any kind of guideline or criteria based, but our approach is more personalized. Well, that, that's, it. that's something that I want to di- dr- dr- uh, drill down on right now. So when someone comes to your office for the first time, walk me through what happens. Yeah, so we have initial screening process. We have a very expensive uh, wing scale mach- machine that analyzes a person's body. We call it body composition analysis. It tells us their total weight, their fat weight, and water weight, and muscle weight. 
and then it also tells uh, their BMI and the calorie their body burns every day. So it's very, very... All that can become known from a machine. From huh? that, yeah. that ana- uh, Yeah, that analytics tells us about that particular patient, uh, how is their uh, body uh, behaving at this point. Based on that analysis, then we s- start talking about the patient because weight is a culmination of a lot of other things. It's the end what do you mean e- when you say that it's a culmination yeah. of a lot of other things? It is, it is end product, not the product. You see the difference? So when we uh, go back with the patient, they're living the way they eat, the way their physical activity, and how much their stress level they have. And all those things makes a lot of changes in the body. So it, then when a patient comes to see you, they go through this physical analysis from this equipment that you've had, but then you also go into more psychological factors, would you more say? More behavioral. Behavioral. More behavioral. Lifestyle. Lifestyle, exactly. And that is where we are different. And Samin, you want to jump in here? Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to say that how we're unique is we always start out with valuing yourself. Um, any program has to start out with self-love. So we evaluate not just the health history, genetics, but we really get to know the patient and we want to understand uh, what is it that you eat every day? What are your triggers? Why are you craving food? Because a craving is usually due to lack of something in your life. And a lot of times, Lucretia, what we're finding that it's, it's you know, many people are affected with loneliness, anxiety, stress. And the way they're addressing it is that they're eating foods that are making them gain weight. They're not getting out there to work out. They want to. They know what to do. So what we do is we help them become alive again. We help them you know, just trigger because they're there for a reason. That's like emotional eating, right? So when you're sad, when you're glad. Yes. Well, and isn't there a history in our culture of celebrating around food successes? So when we have a success, oh, let's go out. Do you want a cookie or let's go get some ice cream or whatever? That's how we often celebrate as a culture. Yeah, absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. We want patients to know that, you know, there's cookie love and there's ice cream love and that's all wonderful because we do it too. But we need realistic goals. And and really we ask our patients, we, we have kind of a 10-step process when patients visit us after the body comp. Um, you know, step one is getting to know you. Step two is customizing the diet plan for you, then the exercise, then helping them set motivational goals. Then we teach them how to meditate. So there is a 10-step process, and then once we start evaluating them monthly, they feel comfortable in opening up about a lot of other things. That really is the classic mind-body-spirit approach to health. Exactly. Right? So let all. me just uh, connect the dot what Samreen said. So when you find out if this person's weight is coming from this particular source, for example, uh, stress, and this person is really gaining weight because of too much work stress. He comes home and he just eats and watch TV and uh, he gains to go to sleep, then you gain weight. So then let's work on a stress management and not just keep telling you, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight. So you're not fixing the root cause. So our approach always to go beyond the what we see in front and then really fix the root cause so it will be long-term weight loss. Are you able to share any obviously anonymous stories of people who have come into your practice and what their journey has been? 
Yeah, I am. Um, I'll share a couple of mine. Of course, we have to keep it anonymous. But um, I so I see um, a lot of women and I, I tend to see all ages. And one of the women that really inspired me, she's in her late 70s. Um, it took her over a year, but she lost a lot of weight, like over 80 pounds. And I love her knowledge for food. I love her quest and being a warrior, like a health warrior. I mean, because I think if I'm going to turn 70, I may not be, you know, that motivated about looking that good or, but she just takes it to the next level. And I learned that it was coming from her mindset. And because of her amazing mindset, she was taking care of her body. Hence, she was taking care of her soul. And she actually was going to take a huge trip to, um, you know, the South Asia. And pretty much she so was she planning wanted to look her best and came into you to improve. She was doing it. She wasn't sent to you. That doesn't work. They have to want to uh, go through whatever the process is themselves, I would imagine. And our, and our journeys have a lot of tears in them. They have a lot of laughter in them. They have um, some frustration. We're never going to lie to patients and tell them this is just going to be some like fad diet. Um, and we love that. And a lot of our patients will come back. Like they remember us. They'll come back a few years later because uh, weight loss is a lifelong journey. So, you know, and having the medical uh background behind it and having the scientific background behind it and then using behavioral changes, uh, joyful changes really helps the patients and makes their journey easier. So is this something where you uh, provide a product that has the food prepared already or is it is it more of these are some kinds of foods that you need to eat. This is what a healthy diet looks like for you. Right. So we have a mixture of everything. We have all the greatest tools that, you know, we've got. Um, th- this is something that the doctor does, the HCG, the appetite suppressant. He designs those programs. We have customized intermittent fasting plans, keto plans, um, Mediterranean plans. We have medical grade shakes, detox, uh, natural supplements that help you um, lose weight. Sounds like a whole smorgasbord. Absolutely. 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 It's, it's, it's like walking into this huge restaurant with a buffet of choices. So, so yeah. Who, who makes the decision? And the, the doctor obviously makes the decision based on the history and the, the physical analyses, which one of those options. I assume it's also motivated by the uh, patient themselves, right? Do they have a say in sort of what they think might work best for them? Or is it something where... Yeah, we have a very, very uh, clear, uh, you know, uh, uh, protocol. And after initial body composition analysis, then I take uh, their medical history is very important as well because certain medical conditions, we cannot use certain tools. So those decisions, clinical decisions I make, and Sam Reen is a master in uh, giving the details of those food and types of food and, and explaining them how, you know, so she, she educate them regarding how to eat the food. So she, she's, she's great in that. Yeah. So we talked about the 70-year-old woman who went and had, I'm sure, an amazing time in the Mediterranean. And you said there was another story that you had as well, or was that the... I've got a lot of stories, okay, but... Um, let's hear one more. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you, this one is... I'll, I'll use a male. I mean, I, we do see more women, but we're seeing more and more males. And uh, this person lost... Actually, he lost weight with his wife. So he lost a lot of weight. He's kept most of it off. And the biggest change is that he used to feel depressed. Um, and he's pretty much dealt with that by working out, by getting his food intake uh, in a very highly nutritious way. So we love seeing those lifestyle changes because weight loss is one thing, but a lot of people, what we love, what they say to us is that I really 
was in vacation, but I was so conscious of what I was eating. And in this case, for this person, this person's been struggling with weight loss since, you know, he was 12. So this is something that is a lot of negative emotion built up, a lot of different experiences that were not very positive, and to finally feel free to be able to make choices. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Being able to recognize that it's a journey, that it's not going to suddenly happen after just a couple of weeks of changing diet or changing approach, that it, that it takes time. But that can also be the part that can be the most discouraging because we all want to see results right away, right? And so that doesn't necessarily come. Yeah, we, we do. And we have plans, like if somebody's getting married, or they like have a, you know, a, a modeling session, or they're getting ready for a certain holiday, we do have that. And we, we have the science behind those programs, we can help them take a lot of weight off. But we do tell them that unless you follow the lifestyle change, just know our bodies are made a certain way, it's going to come back. Now, let me let me <laughs> ask a question of uh, the doctor. Sure. Is there such thing as spot reduction? So if I say, I like the way that my body looks, except I'd like to lose a few inches in my waist. Is that possible it to is target a, an area and only lose weight in that area? Or do we lose weight all over our bodies? So my approach as weight loss expert is I see body as a whole. And if somebody is focusing on a certain area, then I definitely have some remedy for that specific part. So it's not any invasive procedure, liposuction, and uh, all those That's sculpture. A those are <laughs> no, I don't. But this is always can be done through the dietary changes, and there are specific uh, dietary changes we recommend because that spot area is a result of a specific carb that we eat, especially high fructose corn syrup that converts into fat very fast. So we teach uh, those patients how to not to eat those kind of food. So now we don't use any kind of invasive process. We don't believe in uh, invasive process. That's why we encourage patients to try to non-surgical weight loss because right. there is bariatric surgeries out there. Anytime you cut your body and piece off a body, it's not good. You need to keep all the body parts. So yes, answering your question, we do have absolutely, yeah. So earlier when we were talking, you had someone had mentioned, I think it might have been you, Samarine, talked about intermittent fasting. Talk to me a little bit about that, because that's something that we hear so much about. We hear in our um, churches and synagogues, there are various kinds of fasting programs uh, through our faith and through other reasons. So I don't know, uh, Syed, whether or not it be you or, or um, Samarine. Yeah, I'll take that question. Okay. So, yeah. So these days you see on the internet and everywhere is a buzzword intermittent fasting. But uh, uh, truthfully, this is not something new. Uh, fasting has been historically, at least we can go back to 2000 years. Um, is that all? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, at <laughs> least that is like recorded. I right. mean, you can go beyond that because starting from that time, you know, what do you call um, uh, hunting and gathering type of situation where you got to animal and you don't know when the next one food is coming so starting from that time then all the history of really all the major religions uh, they all um, advise to practice uh, fasting it's a very good uh, practice and is very good for body and uh, the intermittent fasting of course it's a fasting for certain hours in a day that you decide deliberately you do not eat food. And what makes and that so uh, healthy for our bodies? You were saying it really is healthy. Why, why is intermittent fasting healthy yeah, for so us? So let's start uh, from our, uh, start with the gut. You know, we're talking about food. 
uh, the way we have been these days, we eat kind of all day, snacking, the real, uh, all three meals. So first, first thing it does that your gut gets a respite there. There's uh, some breathing space for the gut yes. to rejuvenate. The lining gets healed and time to process the food. Second thing, when you fast, it also stimulates growth hormone. And growth hormone is a hormone that repairs the body. Too. It helps in repairing of the damaged cells and senescent cells, the older cells, so cleans up the body. It's kind of more cleaning mechanism that is stimulated by fasting. I can understand the, that. Exactly. The other benefit is that since you're not putting any carb or you're not putting any sugar in the body during that time, so your insulin is goes to the fat or adipose tissue and breaks the fat to be used as energy. So wait a minute. So the fasting isn't just about, oh, I'm not going to eat between these hours and those hours. It's actually what you are consuming. So you're saying that in that time, it's a good idea to not consume like refined sugars or or simple carbohydrates. Exactly. So there's like uh, there is a 12-hour fast, 10-hour fast, you know, 16-hour fast. During that time, you can drink water, coffee, green tea, bone broth. Those are allowed uh, as long as you don't put any sugar in there so but the main thing what you're not putting in is the carb and you're not stimulating your insulin and insulin is the main problem in the whole system of the weight loss so you're doing for different purposes you know you can use intermittent fasting for losing weight you can use it for health reasons spiritual reasons so you got to define why you're you want to use it however it is very good idea to do it under supervision of a physician. Yes. Because there are certain things we need to monitor. And as long as it's being monitored, it's a very safe thing to do. So it's not a lifestyle that's done every day. It's something that's done, the intermittent fasting is done intermittently to overuse the word. Absolutely. Okay. I always encourage patients to start once or twice a week for 8 to 12 hours or up to 16 hours and get it uh, used to of it. Once you start doing it, you feel good uh, because when your ketones get, uh, you know, into the blood and your mind gets, you know, very clear and uh, you become more focused, you start enjoying it, then people do it every day. Uh, so you can do every day, but depending on that, how you feel and how much you can do. So Yeah, yeah. And I want to emphasize what you said as well, which is this all needs to be done under the care of a qualified physician. Absolutely. Um, even if you decide not to go out to Vail Medical and Weight Loss Center, there are other doctors who, you, who can um, help you with this kind of thing. Let's talk a little bit about men. <laughs> so um, every time I think about weight, weight loss and when I hear... Um, people, especially again at the beginning of the year, making resolutions, it's often women. So do you find that you have more women in, that come to your practice than men? And if, if that is so, let's give the men a little love and talk about whether or not there's any difference in the program from a male approach versus a female approach. And I don't know which one of you wants to take that. So I, I can definitely, um, you know, jump in on that. Um, it, I think a lot of men, it's the 21st century, a lot of men have the same goals as women in terms of wanting to feel good, wanting to look good. It's right. not just where the woman has to look amazing. And, and just even health-wise, there's a lot of information out there. So we do have programs, especially with bioidentical hormones that are, uh, you know, testosterone therapy. We've got other therapies that are unique, uh, that work with men. We've got more calorie intake for men. We've got different kinds of foods and meal prep. So what we do, Lakrisha, is when they come in, we work with structure. 
And we do structure customization based on your gender many times. And then we do meal planning based on who you are, how you cook, how you shop. And then we uh, have a training program for you because you need to train on how to implement all of this. See, that's interesting. And one thing that occurs to me is that men sometimes, and these are horrible stereotypes, have trouble opening up emotionally over some of the issues that they may be having. So I'm just thinking when you talked about the the patients that come in and you ask them a series of questions relating to their lifestyle and their psychological makeup, do you find that the men that come in to see you are as forthcoming with the reasons that they are there or the, th- or the situations that they have had in their past that compelled them to to make a change? So again, I- I'm not going to make generalizations, right. but women love to talk, but then we see women who don't want to talk much. They don't want to make eye contact because, you know, we do read the body language because they may have been through a lot. Just coming into our office could be a big deal for them. Same thing goes for men. They may not be as vocal about it, but the fact that they make that, take that first step to come in and get on that scale, everybody's blood pressure goes up slightly. Nobody wants to check it out right. and know what they have. So that is the first step. And all step. the results are confidential. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, and, and the thing is, it, it's, it, I don't think there's a difference there. Um, and if there is, I think it's more personality related because right. I've had a lot of men in there who'll talk and talk and talk and you're like, wow, this is amazing. They know what they want to do. Um, so I would say we do customize the program because men tend to need sometimes more calories, more protein intake right. that Dr. Azam designs. And so, you know, he can elaborate more on that. But I don't think it's a gender thing that I see differentiation as a health coach. It's more of a personality. It's very personality. And those go across the gender line. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I can just jump into here a little bit. Uh, so we have we are in a unique position that me as a man, physician, a male physician, and we are Samarine. So, so this gives a patient a very advantage. So, so they really, very clearly, many times patients say, I want to see Dr. Azam and I want to talk with him yes. some private matter. And I really encourage all of them, and uh, they really open up. They talk through it, and because uh, many times they're in denial, and they know. It's not that they don't know that I need to work at it, but it's just kind of... But when I do that uh, ice-breaking and, you know, encourage them to talk, then uh, we have also a screening process, and we tell them, hey, you know, you, you answer this question this way, definitely you have some issues that we need to address. It just sounds like the first step really is awareness, making sure that you're able to admit that there's something going on and then you can absolutely skies open up. Yeah. About. And Lucretia, what I want to say is, is to have fun with it. It's your body. It's yes. the only one you're going to have. Yep. My motto when everyone comes in, I just say, you know, they'll say, oh, I cheated yesterday. And I will say, how can you cheat when it was your own body? You ate the food. You broke it down. Your body worked hard for you. It's not cheating, honey. And they always look at me. They're like, wow, I never looked at it that <laughs> That's way. That's such a different approach. I mean, yeah. we've been, there's so much shame around eating and so much shame around the way our bodies look. And so I just, it's so refreshing uh, the approach that you guys have. I have a comment on that. You know, I don't, in our clinic, we are a non-judgment area. Yes. You know, that's the first thing. And I believe when we do this to people, uh, it's kind of blaming the victim. Uh, weight uh, issue and health issue, you know, it, nobody chooses to do that. Nobody chooses to be over overweight right. or obese. So we need to help them without making them feel bad or ashamed. Right. Interesting. Well, it's been a great joy having both of you here today on the podcast. We are going to move to the section that we call three questions. Ooh. 
Get a prize? <laughs> <laughs> no prize. So there are three questions, and you guys get to each choose your response to one of the three questions. Our three questions are, number one, what would you tell your 12-year-old self? Number two, what is the one thing that you have yet to do? And number three, what is your biggest regret? So again, you're not answering all three questions. You're just picking one of those and choosing to respond. Samreen, do you want to go first? Yes. So first I was going to go with my pretend response, but now I'm going to go with my heart and I'm going to answer the second question. What is it that you want to do? So I have always brought together, no matter what body size you are, I feel like fashion is a big part of how you feel. So self-care, dressing for your body where you can actually look 10, 15 pounds lighter. So one of my dreams is to actually have a huge fashion show where I can help women dress up based on their existing bodies, not waiting till they're 10 pounds lighter or 20 pounds and doing it like in a big way where I'm like up there and magazines are out there and people are taking pictures. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm going to do it. We Maybe I'm 70. Okay, we got to do it. We're going to do it. So cool. Awesome. I love it. Okay. <laughs> All right, Sam, what about you? So what was the last question? Oh, the last one was, what is your biggest regret? Yeah, so I'll pick that one. All right. Yeah, I mean, um, I have been in medical practice for, you know, 20 plus years. But I will regret one thing that changing from uh, traditional medicine to more proactive and preventive medicine that I just started uh, last year. I wish I had done it earlier in my career. Uh, however, having said that, it's never late for good things. Right. So I'm very, very excited to uh, be in a position where I have traditional training, but I'm also expert in uh, lifestyle medicine, weight loss, functional medicine, integrative medicine to help people. Fantastic. I want to tell you both that um, it's been a pleasure having you here with us. Uh, that concludes our time together. You both will definitely be coming back again to speak with us. Um, for those of you who are listening, if anyone has any questions for uh, our guests today, or if you know someone who should be celebrated in your community for the good work they do, please email me at info at a neighborly place. Um, I'm Lucretia Free, and we'll meet again soon in a Thank neighborly you. place. Thank, Thank you, you Lucretia. Thank, Thank you. you.